Path girls cooling. Maybe I'm not fooling. Well, I'm going to take outside. your booty for spooning. I don't even have lyrics to that made up shit. You def- but, Led Zeppelin is rolling in their grave. Whatever. They're not. The few, well, the John Bonham dead. The, the yeah. remaining three members. God, don't kill my fucking idol band so quickly. Sorry. I still haven't met them and written songs with Jimmy Page and shit, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, if, if, you know, the gymster is ever, you know, on a down moment and uh, needs me to help pick him up musically, you know, I'm there. We need a boogie. (laughs) That's what they, they're like, you know, we could do a Led Zeppelin, uh, another album, Mm -hmm. you know, just as long as we had that boogie guy, that's probably. Yeah. Not with anyone. This amazing song, Alligator Balls. Yeah. Oh my God! Could you imagine Jimmy Page fucking wow, wow, Alligator Balls? I'm telling you, if there was ever a comeback, that would be a. Oh my God! Why do I do this to myself? That's what happens when you have panic attacks three minutes before a show. No, it's fine. Let's do this, man. Let's. I'm fucking rock. Are you? Are you? Are you? Apparently, I'm doing a show with the Tasmanian Devil. So, like in the best is when he always ends every say. See, I relate to the Tasmanian. Well, let's just start a fucking show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised, and because you are responsible for yourself. There won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scare that your desires might be strange. Come and join the kinky world of play. You do it better. <laughs> Hello. This isn't a competition on who can be the most retarded. It really isn't. We just compliment each other. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of many things, including BDSM sex and perversion. Recording on Zencaster, where every time I hear someone tell me, great minds think alike, I think to myself, you dirty son of a bitch. Oh, oh, you dirty son of a gun. I am Count Boogie. And uh, let's say words now. Let's just say we've now been, you know, two minutes, almost three minutes into this uh, recording. And uh, I don't think we've uttered a single word, (laughs) but uh, I'm just very happy for all of our uh, friends from other countries that don't understand what we're saying anyway but they just want to support the kinky goodness then that might have been fun for them but Thank but for, for for everybody else uh, it's a magical show we got a lot of good stuff yes. you pulled up a, a great article that's gonna bring up some uh, creepy dark weird uh, edge play yeah yeah it's gonna get in good and uh uh, one small announcement, uh, because I wanted to give another shout out. I know we talked about this on our uh, half a pee episode, which for those of you that don't know, 
only our uh, patrons, the people who uh, subscribe to us on patreon.com slash perverted podcast, uh, get a special show once a month that's only for them. And uh, and we were looking for a name. We were yes. looking for a magical name because, of course, if you've been with the show for a while, you know we have zombies, which are people that have listened to 50 or more perverted podcast episodes in a row. PP Zams, uh, Zombie Apocalypse Masters, which have listened to all 300 and now 95 episodes of perverted oh. podcasts. The, extremely dedicated. But we didn't have a name for what our patrons were called who listened to all of the secret patron shows and all the other shows. And uh, Luscious yes. Booty emailed in and finally solved that puzzle after eight years uh, and said, oh, they should be called PP Sugar Zombies. Bam. And uh, that, that was it. That was exactly <laughs> that what. If you're <laughs> a patron supporter... Uh, then you get to be a sugar zombie, like a sugar daddy or a sugar mama, and uh, that was uh, <laughs> that was actually a great load off our mind. Yes, but more importantly, now that everything is well and we all have our titles and honorifics, Path Girl, please tell me about things going in your orifices since we last <laughs> talked. Well, uh, I only had to was able to have some stealthy sex on Friday night. Does that mean quick or just you snuck behind a car or something? No, 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 no. Uh, Meaning that um, I talked on the patron show about something I had done for my son's birthday. But the night before, Donis came over with his son and I was here with my son. So Donis' son was in the living room sleeping. My son was in the bedroom sleeping. And and we're in the middle in in my bedroom. So we had to make sure we were extra quiet. So we had, you know, parent stealthy sex where it's just basically like, how much could he make me squeal without me squealing? (laughs) Did he shove your fucking wet panties in your mouth? <laughs> no, but the bastard knows exactly how to find my G-spot and proceeded to work it very hard. And I'm biting <laughs> down on a pillow going, you fucking asshole. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's beyond just, hard on. That's actually just like, yeah, your power. Yeah. Just, I was just like, you know, let's see how quiet we could be. Fuck you. <laughs> That's awesome. Needless, needless to say, we had a TV on and my face was shoved into a pillow and I was just trying to be as quiet as possible, which is very hard for me. <laughs> and all was right. And in, all was right in the universe. In, in <laughs> the East Coast where Path Crow resides. <laughs> that is a wonderful story because, you know, God damn it, some stealthy pillow biting fucking. That sounds. Now I'm sad. No. <laughs> I'm not sad. It, it Very proves happy, that right? if you're a parent or you have kids around, you still can have fun. So there you go. <laughs> you can. Or, um, I mean, just the, the easier, more common way, uh, drug the kids. That's uh, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. You're all, hey, who wants special chocolate milk? Special <laughs> chocolate milk all around? That's great. Just a uh, little, you know, teaspoon. Of, haven't you ever done that? Special yeah, chocolate milk for kids. You just dump no. some rum because you can't really <laughs> no. taste. You, well, you can't no, taste the no. rum in the chocolate milk. And no. so then you, no. what? No. What Boogie, do you mean? No. No. Wait, no there you, are legal ways to do it, Boogie. There's actually something that I've used for my son since he was a really little baby called gripe water, where it's like ginger and fennel seed. <laughs> it basically settles their tummy, but it also helps them sleep. So anytime I needed him to go to bed for any particular reason, here's a little gripe water. <laughs> Can't you just give them 
NyQuil or something? I know friends of mine who give their kids Benadryl, but they, sometimes Benadryl, NyQuil, and yeah. uh, special chocolate milk. You can scream Melatonin, your fucking head hello. off. You can <laughs> scream your head off while he fucks your ass and punches the headboard. I'm telling you, man, drug kids. I'm just and kidding. This Don't... is why you're not a parent. <laughs> That's true. I should be able to say all sorts of whacked, stupid shit about parenting that I don't know about as long as at the end we say oh this guy doesn't have any kids Mm -hmm. and then everyone will go that guy shouldn't have kids that's our boogie and that's the goal (laughs) but I think you should drug your kids and then have great loud sex just make sure that their heads not rolled to one side or the other so they don't choke on their little kid tongue or something (laughs) you know just, just, just stop. Prop just, them up. Just, just, just like, you know, just close pin their little pajamas oh, to a wall no. behind you. So there's kind of, uh, you know, drool coming out. They're happy. Special chocolate milk dreams. Mom and dad you are know, fucking each other's brains out. You know, this explains a lot about you and the childhood you've, you've alluded to. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have killed for more special chocolate milk. I, every time there is alcohol available. Dude, I was breaking into that fucking bar by nine years old. I, oh man, gosh. me and special chocolate milk were, we were, we were friends. I used to call it rocket fuel. Cause when you're a kid and you're trying to get hammered, um, mm-hmm. You know, they have they know how much they're they're drunks, but they know how much booze they have. So you have to make rocket fuel. So you can't just go and like drain the vodka. There's like 10 bottles. You have to just pour a teeny little bit of each bottle into one cup. And then you make this mix of like scotch, tequila, vodka, you know, schnapps, whatever. Your own Long Island iced tea. Whatever the hell is in there. Did I mention I've been clean and sober now for 11 and a half years? And I, that is uh, absolutely I awesome. <laughs> probably better. Because <laughs> I did start pretty young. But goddammit, Path Girl, enough about this fun. Let's get on to the next. Post topic. Does a pussy taste like eggplant? Random topic now. So to deviate from normally digging through FetLife and Reddit, I decided to dig around the internet and I found a really interesting website called Slate.com and they have a lot of uh, kink and BDSM articles. They had uh, one titled, My Girlfriend Just Revealed Her Real Sexual Agenda With Me and I'm Speechless. So, (laughs) strap in kiddos. I'm just going to abbreviate it a bit for you. So, there's this guy who's been dating a girl for about two months. And he admits she's way out of his league. She's gorgeous. She's, you know, even makes more money than him. And he fear he's really lucky about it. So, and he said their relationship seemed really good. And he was even contemplating about proposing to her. And she came to him and said one of the major reasons why she's sexually attracted to him is because she's a descendant of a Holocaust survivor. He's a descendant. He's a descendant of a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, he's Jewish and somebody <laughs> in his family was in... Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, oh, it gets better. And she's got a persistent sexual fantasy about being a Nazi concentration camp guard who's overpowered and raped by a male Jewish prisoner. Needless to say, the guy was horrified, understandably, (laughs) and he completely rejected the idea of, look, I know there are things that are out of the norm. I don't have any violent sexual desires, but she was insisting that 
they give it a try. And she even bought costumes for them. <laughs> okay. This is awesome. Now, this is, yeah, this is totally, totally cringeworthy, especially that I was raised Jewish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now he, he does admit that she's always engaged in any fantasies. He's brought up to the point they even had a threesome with one of his old college roommates for her. And he feels guilty kind of rejecting her fantasy mm. because he finds it offensive. But he doesn't want to feel forced to go through it because he finds it so offensive. He even suggested, you know, let's open up our relationship and maybe you could do it with someone else. And she even said that, no, it has to be you because you have that She's history. An, he's an actual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whew. And obviously he's trying to think of other ways to compromise on role play besides, you know, basically carrying out a genocidal fantasy. Rape, yeah. And he wrote into Slate.com basically saying, should I go through with it? Um, if I want to refuse it, how can I maybe like substitute something else? And basically, how do I not run the fuck away from her? Because <laughs> he does care about her up until right. now. Of course. Yeah. This is fantastic. This, I yes. mean, d- instantly our first reaction is experienced kingsters is obviously we don't kink shame people for their fantasies and blah 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 um but that being said when you're dealing with something of this level which i have participated i was also raised in a jewish family as were you and i have participated as in sort of nazi role play uh, with somebody who was also raised in a Jewish family and I played the prison guard and she had to save her family by letting me do horrible things to her. And it was very, very dark and horrible and mm-hmm. fun. I think I've talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference in a relationship between give and take and tit for tat. Yes. And tit for tat is something you do when you're sampling food or something. You know, or you're like, hey, we had this dinner this night, so now it's my turn to choose. Or a TV show, you can tit for tat. Or, you know, I went to your family's this time, go to this fucking chili festival with me. Those are things that are tit for tat. When you're dealing with things that represent an actual trauma for somebody or a family history of trauma, then that's where the line is drawn. It's okay to draw that line. This is not something where you should feel guilty because you have these extreme feelings about something that was real. This, is, yes. this isn't just one or the other. I mean, this partner is fetishizing her partner yes. specifically because he has a history uh, of this. And, or being uh, uh, associated with this a genocide yeah. um, that killed millions of people and uh, and rape, which are two like completely crazy, taboo, mindfucky topics. Right. So the idea that everyone's not going to be able to put themselves and detach and keep it all about just the crazy, taboo fantasy, it's you can't force somebody into that and, and you shouldn't allow yourself to be forced into that because if it's not something that you've dealt with and you can compartmentalize and put into a place that's like, cause there's, and we'll talk in a little bit before I let you go, we'll talk in a little bit about, you know, some of the reasons people like these dark taboos. And if you're not on that list of reasons, 
then this is something that can be really damaging to you and you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. So why don't you go ahead and go. Okay. So first off, like you said, there are people that in, in go through edge play. There are people that like to do stomping scenes, CNC scenes, rape scenes, what have you. And as long as you have two consenting partners and you have a play space that's willing to basically go, Hey, um, there's going to be a Nazi scene here tonight. And if you don't want to watch that, I suggest you stay out of this room. You know, as long as everybody's on the, the up and up, great, go for it. Have some fun. I don't want to watch it, but go have fun, kids. All right. For me, yeah, I would be personally horrified because especially that it sounds like she's insisting of, no, it must be him because he was raised this way and he has that history. There are people and they're consensually almost being fetishized where basically like transgender people – quote unquote chicks with dicks. I mean, what whatever whatever your your fetish may be, there are some people that are okay with the fetish because either they like it, they're making money from it, whatever, whatever their flavor is, great. But when you're forcing your fetish on somebody that is absolutely wrong. And you can't twist somebody's arm because you're in a relationship with them to basically say, well, you did this for me now, you know, you need to, I need to do this for you kind of thing. No, that's not the way it works. I mean, could they talk? And he even talked about opening up their relationship saying, hey, go do this with somebody else, please. No, it has to be you. Damn it. Fine. You, you could maybe come someplace in the middle about, could we do like a prisoner and, you know, parolee, you know, thing where you can, you know, help get, get, I want to get out of jail. What do I have to do to get out of jail kind of thing? But to throw somebody's personal history or personal family history or insert any, you know, do a nine 11 scene or whatever, whatever horrible thing has happened in history. No, 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 no. You can't force someone to do it. Period. This is a this is something that obviously if you've been in the lifestyle a long time you know that you shouldn't enter into a long-term relationship with somebody or a serious relationship with somebody until you've had the big fantasy talk. Yes. Um that that's really important and and even if it's something that gradually over a few dates, you know, evolves into a honest discussion about things, um you should at least be testing the waters you may right. not have to say I'm into Nazi rape play, but you could be like, I'm into extreme edge play and here's here's what and then see how the person responds. And if they shut you down right there, this might not be a person your answer. that yeah. uh, you got. And if they're like, oh, do tell I'm interested, mm-hmm. then obviously you can divulge more information. But this is a specific scene where this person had a specific agenda with this guy specifically because in whatever conversation they had, he said, yeah, I'm related to people who uh, were in Auschwitz um, who are a Holocaust survivor. And then she said, Oh, this is my big fantasy, but she didn't divulge that to him prior to the dating. And now he's conflicted because she's hot and he doesn't feel that he's good enough for her. So he's now feeling that guilt like I should somehow sacrifice. But the bad play here is on her because she didn't she didn't divulge this information prior and give him a chance to say no way. And now he's going to have to say no way because that you don't even have to compromise something like this. No, 
If this isn't your kink, it's not your kink. It's the same with any type of kink. It, a relationship doesn't mean, oh, we're always going to be working up to this level where you give me exactly what I want. There are points in a relationship where you say, I can do this, this, and this with this person. And the other thing is never going to happen. Right. And And if you push beyond that, then you're the one that's harming the relationship. You're the one that's at fault. That's why you should talk about these things before you get into these relationships. And realize also that just because you did something with one partner, you may not be able to do with other partners. Case in point for me, I've done plenty of CNC scenes. I love them. Simulated rape play, whatever you want to call them. There are certain partners I have done them with. There are certain partners I've took one look at our relationship and go, that person doesn't have that type of personality inside of them. Right. Donis and I are dating almost two years. We haven't even discussed doing something like that because I don't think it's in his personality to do that. And even though it would be something that I might want to do, at the same time, like, it's individual to each guy I've dated, you know? Right. But do one mean, thing that's hmm? when Do you mean that it's not in his personality, meaning – you don't feel he has the personality that would turn you on in that situation or you're deciding for him that he doesn't have that personality or he wouldn't want it. I would probably say it's the second where I'm kind of deciding and I know that's bad, but here, here's my experience with it. Okay. The three or four guys that I've done CNC scenes with on the regular right. all had this switch that they were able to flip. And like their eyes would go stone cold and their sure. personality would just drop away and they would just go into that complete predator mode. Right. Obviously, if a safe word was called, that boyfriend would come back and, yeah, and they would was... snap it out of it and they would be like – or like I think I've, I've said a couple of times like while we were doing a scene, if it would start to get away from me, they'd whisper in my ear, good girl. And I'd be like, okay, I know they're still in control because they told me good girl. Right. But in the instant where something went wrong or something was questioned, I would call that safe word and that boyfriend would come right back and that life would come back in their eyes. I don't know if Donis has the ability to drop that personality away. Okay. I haven't. Yeah. And it's just maybe because he didn't have as much kink experience when we started dating or like there's one guy I dated for nine months. I knew from right off the bat he was too happy go lucky. He would never be able to do a CNC scene. He could never well, be that. Mean, I, I just I'm I I think I know what you're saying, but what mm -hmm. I keep hearing the words that are coming out of your mouth is you're not giving them a chance to speak True. for themselves and say this True. is something that they fantasize about and would like to work up towards and maybe one day show some signs in that and do different types of play. So is, yeah, is that if, if, or you're yeah, or no. you're saying I don't feel that I could trust this person? No, I haven't no, no. I haven't been shown that this person can have that switch. I haven't seen those things in Donis that show the potential for that ability to switch back and forth. The trust level is definitely there because CNC is one of the last things I've done with the guys that I've dated in long-term relationships. Right. I've mentioned to him multiple times I've done CNC scenes, but I haven't really pushed the issue because mm. we've been slowly exploring everything else that right. it's just maybe down the road. You know, and it's just okay. we've never really had a full on discussion about, well, would you want to do a CNC scene? I mean, we've we've talked about it, you know, a little bit here and there and what, teaching about the about the lifestyle. But it's just, I, you know, at this point, I don't I don't see that personality dropping away. And that maybe that's just me being comfortable with 
I know that's the predator and not the boyfriend. Kind of, there's a line right. there. You know sure, what I mean? sure, sure. And once again, I just wanted, and I, we're totally taking a diversion, but mm. when I hear people say they project another person's, they aren't capable of this, True. I always have to kind of question is that you telling them how they think or they ha- or them showing you that they don't seem to have that thing, but yeah. you haven't asked them or gotten right. into that discussion. I think it's real important to give Donis a chance to speak for himself and say, sure. I'm actually not into that. Yeah. I'm actually don't feel that either or I don't want to go there because sometimes you make that decision for people and you don't know they may be having those desires. They just don't know how to get there. And True. that's something you work on in a relationship together. Right. But like you said, if he were to come to me, if I were to come to him and talk to him about CNC, we would have a nice long edu- educational discussion. And he turned around, thought about it and said, yeah, that's nothing I want to ever do. It gets left right then and there. Yeah. Because and that's, that's, that's the respect fine. we have for each other. That is absolutely but, fine. I think that this is. Girl, well, here's here's I want to get into some things because it's so easy to initially hear like Nazi play, rape play, face punching, dark child age uh, play, you know, all of these things that we do technically with consenting adults um, that freak a lot of people out that freak me out that freak out the fact that i've had these desires i've done a lot of these role plays and whatever and i think there's a difference between kink shaming and encouragement of self-examination and that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother topic i started writing because of this post that we'll do in another show and that's the difference between kink shaming and self-evaluation when people are doing extreme edge plays which i am Mm -hmm. very for self-examination i've had to do a lot of that in myself and because of that i have found out some reasons why i'm into some of these types of dark edgy play that are horrific because let's just be goddamn honest we have no way if you weren't in a concentration camp if you haven't been in a war if you haven't been uh sexually assaulted if if you haven't been any of these things it is unimaginable to even know what that moment is like. You can think about it. Oh, it must have been scary. No, no, you just, you don't know. So to play with that and to have the audacity and the arrogance to play in that type of thing, obviously you're a horrible, monstrous person. But for some reason, I'm turned on by these thoughts. Mm-hmm. These are things that primarily I'm like, oh, my God, that's so much. So that's where the self-reflection comes in and goes, what about because I don't really want to be a part of a fucking genocide. I don't really want to rape mm-hmm. someone. But these types of fantasies are in me. They I think about them and I know I'm not thinking about the real real, but I'm thinking of a play sexualized version of it. That is in my mind. And some of those reasons I had to ask myself, why do I like those things? Why are those things that turn me on? I'm not going to shame myself because they're my thoughts. I can't control my thoughts, but I can reflect. And for me, a lot of it is when sometimes this in comedy, this goes for me, this is hand in hand with the same thing with bad jokes and dark comedy. When there is something that's so horrific that you can't really process it or put your head around it, you are powerless to that thing. And sometimes when you role play or you make a joke 
or you sexualize something, you can take power back over that fear and discomfort over that incredibly awful thing. And so for some people, people that have been victims of sexual assault, they have gone into and done rape play. And we've talked about that um, very specific and negotiate, you know, hopefully do it the right way and regained power over that past experience by making it something that was positive and trustworthy with somebody that they liked and, you know, made it made the outcome better. Yeah. You know, the story ends better when you do a role play with someone that you care about. And at the end, it's actually a positive and it takes away some of the horror in your mind about not being able to deal with it. And it's the same about cracking dirty jokes, off color jokes, those types of things. And that is not a way to deal with things for everyone. But I noticed for me, it is. So when I think about these types of play, many of which I'm like, I just don't want to be a part of some of these things. Yeah. But I understand that there's a reason for that. And that's my reason. But I can't push my ability or desire to have power over a situation that I'm powerless over onto another partner. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, definitely. Because the time, I mean a lot of times people will point the finger and go, well, why, why do you want this? You have to have a reason. And all, all the really dark stuff that I've done over the years, I can't put a reason to it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, even I've even talked to my therapist, my therapist is like, why do you need a reason? It's something that you like to do with a consenting adult. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's, it's doing something like that. I can understand even if it's not taking power back, it's just letting that emotional release go all that pent up stress and anger and frustration, all those feelings, just letting it go and letting it out. Like you said, in a positive loving environment with people that you trust and care about, that could be so cathartic and so amazing. But when you're trying to force someone, you, you can't force someone to go, Oh, I heard you were raped here. Let's do a rape scene. It'll make you feel better. And just like, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. It's a good topic. Um, and well, there's Go one ahead. other thing. I, there's one other thing I just wanted to point out, and you know, like I said, we don't have the whole post, but at the beginning he was talking about they're only dating two months, and he's talking about putting a ring on it because she's out of my league. Um, guys, gals, he, they both have problems. Yeah, <laughs> they both are, have a little both. have a little self esteem, people. You know, just you know, I better marry this one. Yeah, when we better talk get about her pregnant. frenzy, dom dom frenzy about like, oh, this is awesome. I need to. Two months, and you're talking about a ring. No, 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 no. Back the truck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man, it's good to be older. It really is good to be older. I don't, we think a little bit longer before we yes. jump into things. But a fantastic topic. I, we, once again, just touching the service, service, just touching the surface, service. Email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. It's been a rough day, Pathco. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to further this or add some of your own thoughts and feelings about dark edge play, how it makes you feel. And once again, kink shaming and kink evaluation are two different things. And it is okay to ask yourself some hard questions about why you like what you like, because you never know 
what you may find. And maybe you will find that you're doing things for self-destructive reasons and that you should take a look at that. If it's just something that turns you on and after you've had some self-examination, you're like, makes my dick hard. I'm going to do it. As long as everyone's on board and then fucking sick Kyle. Oh, Jesus. How did I know? <laughs> I was waiting for it. I just, just, you know, I just, I knew it was coming and just... <laughs> fucking farfig Nugan. All right, oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Buenos Nachos, Moose Tacos. Yes, let's have some moose tacos. Now I want to try moose. I, I, I've never wanted to try moose before. Anally or just, you know, <laughs> like eat it? No, they are huge. Uh, no, I, I would want to eat it uh, personally. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. As the switch mind, I'm like, I also I don't think I could take it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're pretty massive. I'm pretty sure that moose would split you in half, young man. Oh, yes. Very much so. What I'm, what I just want to know is, in the one minute that we have been recording, yeah. we have violated so many things, <laughs> so, so, from bestiality to just mutilating languages. You know, hello, Enigma. How are you doing today? <laughs> Hi, Boogie. I am doing. I'm doing fantastic. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing pretty. That's good. great. Besides being violated by Canadian creatures, yes. Uh, how uh, how has your uh, your non bestiality sexuality been going? Uh, fortunately, that's been a, a hefty majority of it. Um, I, I, I'm doing pretty good, like working working a lot. Um, the uh, D and I played with some some butt stuff on her a couple weeks ago, so that that was a lot of fun. Oh, very um, good, just uh, with toys or. Uh... Yeah, so that's, she has a very exhibition-y streak, and so we started, it was right before we, we went to dinner, and, and uh, I put a plug in her, and then we went to dinner, and uh-huh. it, uh-huh. it was very fun, because the place had very firm seats. Um, <laughs> and then, Bravo. Yeah, and then and then because she was opened up, we after dinner, we came back, and um, I have the Lovin's Edge. Uh, which is a technically a prostate toy, uh, but I used it on her, and it actually worked really, really well because the way that that it's designed is it has the prong that's supposed to go into the prostate, like into the uh, into the anal cavity, and vibrate the prostate, and it has part on the outside that vibrates it from the outside, so it's kind of like going from both ends. But for somebody with a vagina, it just does a really good job of going after the uh the a spot and the g spot at the same time because the oh, wow the, the part that's supposed to go against the outside of the prostate or against the tate kind of went into her vagina and so we were able to get kind of a full full circuit vibration uh which was really good because that toy we've tried it on me and it didn't work super well um hmm. Because like the the way that the way that the toy is designed, it is it's very firm, and so it's very hard for at least uh, with my anatomy for it to get all the way in, right. uh, because of the way that the prongs are so firm firmly where they are. 
um, but right. with with her, it, she has a vagina, and so it, it was able. We were able to get it all the way in, and so she was able to get the full effect of it. You know, reduce, reuse, recycle, repurpose. <laughs> uh, you know this this goes far beyond just you know putting plastic bottles into trash cans. This goes for your sex toys too, my friends. Absolutely, perverted podcast listeners. You can always <laughs> flip it, and this is what I mean. This is my motto for life. I've been telling people for decades: pee on the toilet backwards. You know. Try things that are different. Experiment. Look at things from different points of view. Because sometimes you're looking at something straight on and you're like, what if you just turned it 90 degrees? Would that make an entire new thing? What if you did it backwards? What if you tried it on somebody else? Uh, This is a perfect example of repurposing toys that maybe aren't that much fun and then finding a way or a different person that it's going to have a completely different response on. So very good in the science points for you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, uh, definitely something that we're going to try again. That is incredible. Incredible. So many wonderful kinks. So many amazing things to try. So (laughs) many things to try. So many. Segways lightly into other people (laughs) trying things. Celebrities trying things. What types of fetishes and kinks do celebrities have? Enigma. That's a good topic. (laughs) Let's cover that. Oh, it's a fantastic topic. Thank you for saying. Uh, Yeah, so uh, the article that I'm pulling this from comes from the dailystar.co.uk. And it is called Wildest Celebrity Fetishes, Golden Showers, Armpit Licking, and Toe Sucking. And I'm sure we'll get into some other stuff. Um, if you want to find the link to this article and all the articles that I've ever talked about, you can find that on our FetLife page. Just search Perverted Podcast. Um, so we'll go. We'll just go down the list. So the first one. Um, okay. Miss, so, miss, so this is all celebrities and the things they've admitted to. Obviously, yes. This is this has got to be the smallest list compared to what the reality is oh, for, for sure. uh, celebrities. But it is nice. That we there, I read the list, and it's just like, hey, people are actually able to speak out a little bit on these things mm-hmm. and not lose their career over it. So I'm excited about it. Let's dig in. Yeah. So the first one comes from uh, Latin heartthrob Ricky Martin. Uh, Ricky Martin has confessed that he loves a nice golden shower, where which, if you're not aware, huh. that's when you let somebody pee on you, or pee on someone else, yeah, or yeah. pee on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the I think showers. yeah, we, we did a we did a episode about this a while back. Just keep in mind that you know what you eat, just like with cum, also affects the flavor of the urine. So you know, drink lots of water and uh, you know eat, eat eat your fruits and vegetables. Just make sure it stuff tastes better. Well, goddamn it, <laughs> living the vita loca for sure on this one because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she bangs. That's all the Ricky Martin references. That I have. Good job. Uh, Sorry. You know, but uh, (laughs) but no, uh, golden showers. There's so many different ways. And even in the article, what was great is even Ricky said that um, he does it in the shower with his partners. And it's neat. And 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 when he said it, okay, this guy's not lying. He he knows what he's talking about Mm -hmm. because he said just even though you have warm water on you um, or hot water on you, the. The direct pressure of a, a completely different temperature feels so unusual, like when you pee on someone in the shower or they pee on you. 
So right. even though you feel hot, like if you put a different temperature consistently in another area, it feels it feels pretty it feels really cool, interesting. And uh, and so also if you do that in the shower, and a lot of people have done that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that's the you know, like I've had partners that they're like, oh, just hold me, and then they wrap around my leg, and then all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like pissing <laughs> all over my leg, and then they start laughing, you know. And so that's kind of kind of normal. But even in the more, if you're going to do it for actual play sense, the shower obviously is a place where you're not going to have to worry as much about cleanup, and uh, and that's a fun place to do it. But yeah, just like you said. If you are going to make a mess and you're not necessarily into the smell or you're not planning on tasting it, which most people don't actually taste the pee. I mean, some people have uh, you'll pee on someone's face in the shower or wherever you do it. And uh, that goes into a whole nother category. But most people aren't going to ingest uh, the wee wee juice. That's the clever name for it. That's a very, very good name for it. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, generally, people, generally speaking, people go for the sensation. But yeah, if you're gonna go for the ingesting, like make sure that you're doing it safely and all that yeah. sort of thing. And um, if you drink water, it makes it clear. I mean, if yeah. you drink, if you guzzle water and and you pee a few times, it's basically just warm water at that point mm-hmm. because you're not there's you've already cleansed everything out, and so that's a real fun way to start your experiment. With uh, golden showers, they don't necessarily have to be golden. They can be clear. Yeah, golden is just the moniker that we've given them. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the next one comes from uh, Twilight star Kristen Stewart, who apparently mm-hmm. really enjoys digging into an armpit and licking in there. Um, this is something that I definitely am not into. Um, right. For me, like, I've, I've had problems, like, going down on a partner who uh is a little you know you know maybe maybe they're they're like cooch has been like locked in jeans all day and we've been out walking in the park and pull down the jeans and it's just it's just a little funky um funky a little little a little shower time there for you just a little shower time would be great um like and it's not even like a lack of interest thing it's just like i i i have a fist i have a physical visceral reaction to it that i can't stop Sure, um, and, and so it's definitely something that I've had to communicate or, you know, I just don't go down on them and I just finger them and then we still have a fun time. But like, I just can't sure, sure. Just can't go down there. That There's nothing wrong with that. And once again, when you're dealing with armpit licking um, or you're dealing with uh, musty, you know, odorific type of sensations, there are people that absolutely it's part of nature. Hollywood daddy used to talk about this all the time. We have a video of Hollywood daddy making out with Kathy's armpit. It's until of course, YouTube uh, deletes it like they delete all the other fucking uh, videos that show nothing. Um, Hollywood daddy making out with Kathy's armpit on, on our perverted podcast. Um, and some people are very into the odors because that part of their brain that processes odors is very, very near to the sexual uh, parts of the brain. And so sometimes the pathways cross and then people become more and more aroused by odors. And mm-hmm. so obviously strong body odors like around the crotch, um, in the armpits, uh, that type of thing 
um, can be very arousing uh, for some people. But then there's other people like you and me that don't like strong smells. They 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 trigger a different type of reaction, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's okay too. It's really finding out who your partner is, and some people love it. I mean, because and Hollywood Daddy used to say this, and you cannot argue with that. He said you can't shame this. Because this is nature. Everything in nature smells other creatures. You know, it's the way animals greet each other. Dogs greet, you know, like everyone's smelling everyone's ass and and whatever. And that's part of our nature is that smell. So for some people, that 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 visceral funky smell is actually uh, just very part of their communication with their lovers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to shame that just because oh, no, of course not. just because I'm not into that. But I yeah, I'm like you. I I I don't dig it. I just don't dig smells and whatever. I have sniffed an armpit before when I was curious and I got caught too. It was Mew. I remember cuz I was like, "Oh, this is so bad and I don't like this." And then all of a sudden, there was some time where it didn't bother me as much. And then once I kind of leaned in and I'm like, and she's like, did you just smell my armpit? And I go, yeah, I did. I just wanted to see if it would turn me on. <laughs> I mean, it's good to try it. It's good to try it. It did not. It did not. And uh, just turn around and let me fuck you in the ass. And that uh, I'm old fashioned. I'm just yeah, old yeah, fashioned it, like that. The classics are classics for a reason. Yeah. Sodomy, sodomy, armpits. <laughs> you know, it's all good. Mm hmm. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. This one is a little bit edgier. This one comes from Angelina Jolie. This one I actually knew about. Uh, Angelina Jolie has a thing for blood. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to cut her so bad. (laughs) And and not drinking it, but just like the the act of being like covered in it and releasing it and that sort of thing. I've definitely Uh, had I definitely had people because like for my photography, I do a lot of like fake. I use a lot of fake blood um, because you, you won't hurt somebody by using that much. Uh, but like, I've definitely had people be like, Oh, I definitely, I want to do this shoot, but I want to use my own blood. And I'm like, mm, that's, that's not, that's not. <laughs> um, Cause like even, even in kink, like, like I'll play with knives, I'll play with whips, but like I, my goal is never to play with blood. Uh, right. My, my goal is, is more the sensation. Um, but, and if blood happens, blood happens, but like, um, I actually went to a blood party last year, maybe two years ago, and um, I hadn't been to—I hadn't been around that much like blood play in a while. And I—I I, I have discovered that my body does not react well to like flowing real blood. Um, yeah, yeah. I, like I didn't like—I didn't throw up, but I did get a little queasy, and I was just like, "Oh, well, good to know that I'm—that my body doesn't like blood anymore." Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty. You know, I think I've talked on this show about 700 times about my relationship with blood play. The fact that we are talking about it right now, mm-hmm. my knees are starting to feel icy. My mm-hmm. hands are starting to curl. I can't talk about blood play, but I've done a lot of blood play, like blood bath, like scalpels, cut, put suction cups on them, fill them with blood, make a fucking murder scene with your partner um using blood uh big photo shoots you know i've done a lot of stuff i've tapped veins before i've had blood squirt out across the room after tapping a vein on someone um you know so 
I can do it in play and when my partners enjoy it, I don't need to. Like if I do chainsaw flogging or vampire gloves on someone, then of course seeing the little dots of blood and stuff and then, you know, getting it on my fingers, you know, if you're fluid bonded with someone, mm-hmm. you know, fine bear, if not with gloves. Um, and then like making little cat faces on them with the blood and, <laughs> sm- you know, painting with it. It's always amazing and fun. Good for a laugh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just can't talk about it that much after I'm like literally shaking in the seat right now. I'm like, <laughs> but, uh, but I do, I do see where people that primal of playing with blood and, mm-hmm. uh, and just because there is such an ownership to it, because it's like, you know, I've heard people describe it as like, you can't get much more intimate with somebody than playing with their blood, you know? So, right. Uh, so I definitely understand. I would cut Angelina Jolie. There is no doubt about it. We would negotiate where to cut and what's cool. And I would do all the correct things. But, oh, my God. To cut and fuck Angelina Jolie, that would be—I'd do it. I'm just letting you know, I'm not shy. Yeah, I no. I would do it, and if my dick wouldn't get hard, I would get popsicle sticks and duct tape, and I would cut and fuck Angelina <laughs> Jolie with what I don't care. I just I think that yeah. should be done. I think it should be done in honor of cinema. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's what it, just uh, because you know I believe in in cinema and storytelling in movie form. And therefore, I should sodomize and cut Angelina Jolie. Did we say anything about Angelina Jolie? I, I think just, uh, I think we said a couple things. I do um, like her and Halle Berry. Oh, Halle Berry would be fun. A three-way with Angelina Jolie, Halle Berry, and uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you focused on that? We'll move on. Uh, so the next two, I'm gonna I'm gonna put put these two together because um, they both have a very similar vibe to them. So Jack Black and Rod Stewart both admit to having things for feet. Uh, mm. Jack Black is specifically about uh, women's feet in sh- in specific kinds of shoes, uh, sure. specifically stilettos or various types of like that sort of like t- like makes the shoe or the foot very dot. Um, and then Rod Stewart, he likes sucking on them toes. Sucking on them toes. That's my uh, <laughs> Rod Stewart impersonation from South Park. Sorry. No, good, good job. Good job. <laughs> Pooped him. <laughs> See, because Rod Stewart was like 300 years old doing a concert in a South Park and he had a wet nurse on stage with him and he pooped himself, you know, because he sang too hard. But he likes mm-hmm. sucking toes. Let's move on. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to distract with <laughs> South Park. It's okay. But yeah, no, I, for me, I, it's not necessarily a fetish, but like, you know, if, again, if they're clean and like, I've had my toes sucked and it's, it was really nice. Um, and I've sucked on toes. Like it, if they're clean, like, and we're into it, like it, I, it's, it's a fun thing. I like, I'm a very orally centric person. And so like, um, just the idea of playing with someone's feet in a different intimate way. That sounds really fun for me. Um, and then the texture of the toe, like, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm not, not into it. Right. Sure. Well, I think feet, you know, it's, it's like any body part. And that's, I guess the difference between a kink, a fetish, and then just being a whore. 
I'm kind of a whore. And so I'm happy to get whatever body part I can get. Mm-hmm. And if you mix body parts, I think feet are cute. Um, I'm not like you and I aren't into the odor stuff. So, of course, they have to be clean, like sucking mm-hmm. toes in a bathtub is oh, real yeah. sexy while you like finger them and do different things like that. Um, sucking toes while you're fucking them in missionary position and then you have their foot in your mouth and you're fucking them while they have like a vibrator on their clit um, is super duper sexy and gives them a lot of different stimulations, uh, which is a lot of fun. I can't say I've ever let anyone come anywhere near my toes ever, especially because I have lizard foot, uh, which is uh, not pretty. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not, I'm not shy from feet feet are cute elbows are cute i still mm-hmm. i fucked the back of a kneecap i've done that just to do it <laughs> right, right right you know just to do it i don't think i've fucked an elbow and why not i mean elbows yeah, are you know elbows are like you could lay your dick down and then have them like you know elbow grind on top of your dick on a flat surface like flatten yeah. you out like kneading bread Get an I mean, elbow job. Elbow job. Have you had a foot job? Did you say that? Have you had a? Foot I job? have had a foot job. Uh, Mew says she made me come with a foot job. I don't remember that. I like th- think I would remember that, but I've yeah. definitely, other than the disastrous come sketty uh, night terror incident, which I've talked about <laughs> on the show, where Mew is like, "You should fuck my feet at night, like when I'm asleep, just jerk off on my feet," and I. And I tried it one night, and it was, like, disastrous. And <laughs> after I came, I, I, I'm a clean person. I'm like, well, I got to wipe this off. Mm-hmm. And the act of wiping it off or trying triggered her to shoot up in bed, start screaming and kicking her legs like she was being murdered in a night terror. And let's just say, come sketty. Just come flying all over in my face of just <laughs> the fucking. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, ah, it's me, it's me. Ah, yeah, that memory never gets never gets old. That was the last time I ever jerked off on someone's feet in the middle of the night, by the way. <laughs> and the next morning, she's like, why did you try to wipe off my feet? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Apparently, I should have just left it. Yeah. Then she yeah. wakes up with, like, crusty feet. Um, That's gross. That's not my <laughs> thing. That's And not in my sheet, because it's my bed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have to clean that. And then I'm going to be there and going, what's all that crusty? Did somebody eat Cheetos in bed or something? Or crunchy little. Ugh. All right. So we'll finish up with the last. Uh, we'll call it. We'll call it kinky. I, I, I would say this is kind of kinky light for, for a lot of us. <laughs> um, but it's it's John Mayer. Uh, and he, John Mayer is into whipped cream and feathers. So uh, <laughs> h- h- how do you feel about food play, um, Mr. Boogie? Oh, man. I'm going to admit. I'm mm-hmm. going to admit. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not kink shaming nobody. Right. But I couldn't help. I just, I just, the second I saw whipped cream, I just went, Pussy! I mean, I, I, Sam, I mean, I, douche. I, 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 it's just wrong. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. But yes. it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's, 
bless his heart. Bless, bless John, <laughs> bless John Mayer's little heart and his hardcore. It's it. It's horrible to be snobby. It's yes. not bad. I've done whipped cream in the mm-hmm. younger days. I've done it. The uh, and it is it. I think whipped cream and maybe he's into it and that's great. I've tried it a couple times. The problem with whipped cream is very very soon after you put on the whipped cream and you lick it off and then you do mm-hmm. whatever you do. Everything starts to get sour. Mm-hmm. The smell, because it's milk. It's like a, it's like it's this sour, and then you're sitting there, and you're like, "What the fuck is that smell?" And it's a very not sexy smell. So I think it's one of those things, like feeding your partner whipped cream on strawberries and uh, stuff like that, and food, and then tracing the lips, and you know that's very sensual and. And very romantic and, you know, it's not hardcore. It doesn't have to be. But when you start putting it on the flesh, all I remember is that smell. And uh, have you put whipped cream on people? I haven't done food play. The 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 stickiness, just the idea of like honey mm. or whipped cream or anything like that is it's 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 just a huge fucking turnoff for me. Yeah. Um, I, I if I if I want to do sticky, st- like I, I think I've already talked about my my mental association with like sticky and, and textures and stuff right, on the show yeah. before. And so that would just mess with me in not a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the short answer is no. Uh, Cause I, 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 I am fairly confident that my, my brain would, would retaliate. Um, well, once again, that may be, maybe that's something like that's a bathtub thing. The same thing as like yeah. a golden shower. It's like maybe it's something that and then the second so that way you can like do the food play and then rinse it right off. Right. And do in that way it doesn't have a chance to get smell or texture and you can instantly make a new canvas. Cuz I'll tell you, I've done like I've done a lot of food play and putting cucumbers and all sorts of stuff inside of women and and uh I'm not a super fan i mean i've done a lot of splashing a lot of splashing with partners Mm -hmm. and creating the environment for them to roll around and all the stuff bunny was just a splashing fanatic we did the messy things video which was just a 3d video which is still on youtube until they fucking delete it with all the others um which is a splashing video um cake sitting all of those types of things i provided that entertainment but i will say one of the hottest sexes I've had is long time ago when I was living in a VW bus and I had uh, one of my lovers that was like a ride or die lover and uh, we were in Topanga Canyon we just pulled over because we had been fucking all day and we went to the beach and fucked all over the place and then we pulled into the canyon of the beach and I had like a half a honeydew melon Mm -hmm. and I had cut pieces of it and then I had, uh, you know, we were eating the honeydew melon and I was rubbing it on her and licking it off her breasts. And, you know, she had it on my cock and then she was sucking it off my cock. And and even though it was a little sticky, it wasn't like milky, dairy, smelly, sticky. So it was honeydew and honeydew smells nice. You know, it's a nice mm-hmm. smelling smell. So even though it was a little bit sticky, I remember I remember that it was like fucking 300 years ago. And it was super duper hot. So, so food played, touch and go, need a little bit better environment, and definitely a way to clean yourself when it starts to get kind of grungy. 
Because mm-hmm. it will collect dirt and all that stickiness and, you know, mess up all your sheets and everything. But if you're ready, if you're ready for laundry and you're ready in the bathtub, go for it. Shove a cake up someone's ass. See if you can get it all up there. And hey, if you're if you're like, like what John Mayer, he got in some ice play. You, you're, you're already starting to wash stuff off. So it works works out. See, he did. And they did say ice. play, And I, I just it was more of a joke. Because yeah. <laughs> we do so many things, but I can't help that I, you know, we have egos and my yeah. ego because he's a 10 times better guitar player than me. And he got to fuck Jennifer Aniston. I've only had dreams about fucking Jennifer Aniston. So, of course, when John Mayer is into whipped cream, I'm going to call him a fucking homo. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's, it's, it's This is clearly telegraphed that I'm just jealous of his entire career. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Puh, Puh. <laughs> whipped cream, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah, and Taylor Swift. He dated Taylor Swift? Yeah. Well, fuck that guy. He's the one who did who did, did whipped cream off of her. Oh. Yeah. Well, now he sucks even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still fuck Angelina Jolie with duct tape penis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever but even though john mayer sucks right. um i did want to say it was funny how this article described these as fetishes mm-hmm. and none of these were actually what is a fetish these are kinks these are things that people like these aren't things that people ob- uh, objectify individually because a fetish a kink is something that you like, but you like many things. A fetish is something that you need to get arousal, and it's more about the thing instead of being attached to a person. Does that make sense? It does. I, I would argue that I would, I mean, some of them I would say are kinks, like blood. It doesn't sound like Angelina Jolie it necessarily needs blood play to be part of her, her like, kink or her sex. Um, but, like, I would think, I would say, like, depending on... Obviously, they didn't go into detail, but let's, like the the feet play, that might be right. that might be a fetish, depending if on it's, uh, if... how involved they want to. They need feet to be involved in that. See, that's what I'm saying. Feet foot fetish is like the most prominent of what would be called a fetish because there's the people that they literally just stare at feet like their tits, but they don't actually care as much about the person. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like they're just about the feet and the person is the obstacle to get through to get to the feet. That's when it's a fetish. But like what you and I are talking about, like, oh, we suck toes and we play with feet and we like feet, but it's attached to the person and we like them because they are attached to the person. Whereas the fetish, like the balloon fetish or the, you know, the different types of fetishes that people have, that it's more about the fetish than the actual person attached to it. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. I guess. Did I just repeat? I don't fucking know. Fuck fuck John Mayer. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fucking good guitar, but fucking great tone, dude. He has great tone. <laughs> he does. He fucking just plays really, really well. Fuck that guy. I, fart, <laughs> like, I just farted on John Mayer. That's what I did. Enigma, how do we get a hold of people other than John Mayer? 
<laughs> Especially not John Mayer. So if they want to get in contact with us, maybe talk about our feet or something, or their feet, um, they can find us on social media. We're on Instagram, at Perverted Podcast. We're on FetLife. Just search Perverted Podcast as a group and a page. And if you want to email us, maybe t- talk to us about how much you like our feet, um, you can email us at pervertedpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And you might even get to be on the show. And that is the end of show 395. Thank you so much for joining us. I have no idea why. If you have any questions, comments, or other things you want to send us to make us absolutely cringe, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok, on Instagram, under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there's both a group and a page. You could support us for free, yes, free, by hitting that like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help other kinksters like you find us and push us up so that way other people can find the show. So be a bratty sub and push those buttons. And if you'd like to support us a little more, you can go to patreon.com slash perverted podcast and sign up for our five bucks if you give a fuck level and get the show a few days early, our behind the scenes stuff and our half a PP episodes. And now you can become a PP sugar zombie, folks. Oh, mm-hmm. you can have another honorific. And as always, love and smushy kisses to all our patrons around the world. Your support means the absolute world to us. Thank you guys so much, and uh, I, I was going to say something like some sort of apology or whatever about the harshness of the topic that we had before, but I'm like, nah. Trigger warning. You'll figure. <laughs> trigger warnings at the end of the show really are kind of ineffective. <laughs> now that it's all done and you're sucking your thumb, lying curled in the fetal position, the floor of your kitchen, the cool of the linoleum, stopping the insanity coursing through your brain we're just grateful that we could be a part of your life in some way shape or form even if we're the voices in your head <laughs> even if we're the yeah welcome to my world god damn it welcome to my world we will see you guys next time on the next big show bye shut up bitch no one cares shut up bitch No one cares So you think you're the first one To get stood up on a date Shut up, bitch No one cares And you're sad that your roommates teased you When they found your inflatable mate Shut up, bitch No one cares Do you think you're the only one To get a blister on your cock? Shut up, bitch No one cares Do you think you're the only one Who has a Nazi prick for a boss? Shut up, bitch No one cares It's not that your feelings aren't valid And it's good to open up and share But you can't whine to me every fucking minute And expect I'm always eager to hear
So your body's falling apart And you think you're going through menopause Shut up, bitch That's right, Mom No one cares And you're mad you were 22 When you found out there was no Santa Claus Ho ho, shut up, bitch No one cares <laughs> And then you act surprised When you get a computer virus From downloading internet porn Shut up, bitch You pervert No one cares You won't take off your shirt during sex Because you believe your body's ugly and deformed Shut up, bitch You wrote that about you, huh? Fuck off No one cares You think you're the only one that has to go through shit? Well, you're wrong, cause we all have shit And your shit's not the only shit that shit We all got shit that shit Hey, Amy, what's going on? Ugh, I totally might lose my job I mean, my boss came over to my desk the other day, and he was like, You can't be on Facebook all day. And I'm like, I'm totally not. But I totally am. (laughs) Oh my god, what if I do lose my job? I mean, I need my job. I have a lot of bills, and they cost a lot of money to pay for. And, like, I have a dog and a bird, and they depend on me. Amy. I mean, they need food to eat things, and Amy. how am I going to be able to afford to, to pay for all these things? And Amy. how am I going to pay my dog walker? Amy. How am I going to get my hair done? Amy. Shut up, bitch. What? No one cares. They don't? Shut up, bitch. That's harsh. No one cares. I guess. Shut up, bitch. Sing it with me. No one cares. Good. Shut up, bitch. No one cares. Feel better? Sorta. Shut up, bitch.